Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Welcome to the Librocube. I already said something I didn't already say. Oh boy, screwing off. Screwing off. That's similar to the word screwing up that I meant to say. We're w- one minute in. We're under one minute in, and I've barely said anything right. A professional would perhaps stop and start again. I am an unprofessional podcaster, so that allows me to continue on through my lack of saying words correctly, uh, be it in the right order or be they words at all. At the top of every show, I give a spoiler warning. That is what that just was, a warning of spoilers. Hmm. Uh, Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million (coughs) dollars. No. That is ridiculous, and I knew that would happen. (coughs) The only payment I ask is perhaps... You pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes because those are good things for podcasts. It feeds them, Seymour. Uh, Okay, on the note of my just coughing to death, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes action, as I very infrequently do. Or do I? I don't know. I do from time to time. Uh, And that is uh, recording this podcast uh, the day after... I recorded my last podcast, but there's going to be a week uh, in between them in terms of when they're posted. How about that? Uh, So if you listened to that last one, you know uh, that I just got off bronchitis. I just got off of it. Yeah, cold turkey. No, uh, I'm just sort of coming down from that. So it's still a little coffee. So uh, what I did in that... (coughs) Excuse me. It did in that last episode was uh, went back and looked at all the times I coughed and sort of edited them out to the best of my ability so that's probably what i'll do for this one that concludes the behind the scenes action let's get back in front of the scenes by pushing this button ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to review some things Today's movie monologue sponsor. Oh, getting up, moving around. Okay, here we go. I got myself a bottle of water. I thought maybe that would help, which I didn't do last time. Okay, uh, today's movie monologue sponsor is the Dallas Sellers Club. Hmm, well, thank you for that. Uh, okay, so I've got, let's see, four movies. I could hopefully fit these in here. Let's see if I can. Uh, movie the first, Dallas Buyers Club. Well, that's a coincidence that very rarely happens. Hmm. 
Uh, this was, did it win? Six Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, it says here. On the IMDb page, speaking of said page, in 1985, so I was four years old, uh, in 1985, Dallas, electrician and hustler Ron Woodruff works around the system to help AIDS patients get the medication they need after he himself is diagnosed with the disease. Uh, yeah, so uh, up for a bunch of awards. Uh, I think something that this can easily class be classified as a fall into the category of Oscar bait. Uh, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with saying that and being in that kind of obvious category, I would say, in this case. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, how about rating-wise? I'll go... Oh, solid four out of five. Uh, it didn't knock my socks off, but uh, it's an interesting subject that uh, you don't see delvedding, delvedness into very often. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, good. Uh, Jennifer Garner, Jared Leto, lots of good names, lots of good performances, uh, and I would recommend. Uh, this uh, normally I try to watch these in the year that they're nominated. This one just kind of slipped through the cracks. Um, but, you know, there you go. I finally caught up. Okay, so uh, moving on to movie the first, Batman, colon, Bad Blood. Uh, this is a animated feature, <clears throat> which I feel like uh, I haven't had a good Batman animated movie in a while. And this falls into the good Batman animated movie. Uh, very much so. It was, oh, what was the last one? Batman versus Robin? Yeah, I think it was. I think this this movie, Batman Bad Blood, is like the uh, sequel to Batman versus Robin. It's got all the same sort of people. Uh, the same people, uh, unfortunately, but not horribly, uh, one of which is that uh, Batman is voiced by uh, Jason O'Mara, who does a fine job, but I am a much, 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 much more of a fan of... <clears throat> excuse me, Kevin Conroy, he's sort of my quintessential Batman, just period, uh, live action and animated, so to have him not voicing uh, kind of takes, it's got to take at least a mark off the score of the movie, which is four to five still. Um, the story is uh, Bruce Wayne is missing. Uh-oh. Well, what does that have to do with anything with, with Batman? Who cares as long as Batman's still there, right? Ugh. Uh, Alfred covers for him while Nightwing and Robin patrol Gotham City in his stead. And a new player, Batwoman, investigates Batman's disappearance. The word bat appears in this movie 27 million times. <laughs> I think they even make fun of it at one point. There's a guy in like a... Uh, a guy called Batwing, yeah, and they make fun of him, his name Batwing. Because there's also the plane called Batwing. Anyways, uh, if you like Batman animated things, you'll like this. Just period. Okay, uh, movie the third. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, came out in 1969. I didn't know that. Uh, this is the classic western starring uh, Paul Newman, Robert Redford easily 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 falls into the category of movies everyone should see uh five out of five needless to say 
sort of mentioning that reminds me why I watched this. Uh, it was my birthday weekend, which means I get to pick the movie no matter what, basically. Uh, so I tried to find... Every once in a while, the missus will say a movie she hasn't seen, and my jaw will literally drop, in a comical fashion, I'm sure, if you were looking on. Uh, this happened to be... Uh, I guess maybe not... I guess maybe I'm not shocked that she hasn't seen it. Uh, there have been movies like Alien. Like I'm, I'm shocked she hasn't seen Alien or Aliens just because she likes horror-y stuff. And we've we've even watched like Alien vs. Predator or something, I think. So uh, we'll have to fix that at some point, too. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's a good classic Western flick. It's not spaghetti Western, but uh, these two, sort of in their prime... Uh, as buddies, a little bit of an aging uh, time to get out of the game. The game being robbing shit, be it banks or trains. Um, very much recommend that. Uh, the final movie, a bit of a strange one, called The Wolf Pack. Uh, this falls into a category for me of movies that uh, Netflix recommends um, that I am glad that they did, and then watched it and enjoyed it. Uh, this comes up fairly often in that, uh, which you, as a Netflix, uh, owner, owner, not owner, a Netflix subscriber, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, should do is go in there and then rate a shit ton of movies. Like, it can, there's a button or some such that says, you know, refine your search or something like to that nature, where you could just go in, uh, a shit ton of movies will pop up, you rate them one to five stars, similar to the rating system on this podcast, huh? Uh, and then the more you do that, I think the more accurate Netflix will be able to suggest movies that it thinks you will like through, you know, algorithms and math and sciencey stuff like that, so uh, that's cool. And um, gotta be high 90% of the time every time I've watched a movie that they've suggested uh, I would like I have liked this one included uh, rating wise we'll go 4 to 5 uh, Locked Away oh, got a bit of a longer summary on the IMDA here uh, Locked Away from Society in an apartment on the lower east side of Manhattan the Angula brothers learn about the outside world through films that they watch Nicknamed the Wolfpack, uh, the brothers spend their childhood reenacting their favorite films using elaborate homemade props and costumes. Their world is shaken up when one of the brothers decides to revisit the outside world and everything changes. Now, uh, reading that sounds like interesting, sounds like a good movie, uh, might pull you in just right there. Now, when I tell you that this movie is in fact a goddamn documentary, and this is all true, uh, and this, uh, that's sort of mind-blowing. That that makes me want to give it a 5 out of 5, if I didn't already. What did I give it? Did I give it a 4? Anyways, that sort of mind-blowingness of uh, realizing that these kids are real and they were homeschooled and basically weren't allowed to leave their little apartment, um, it's just mind-blowing. The, the, the further sort of weird thing I thought about this is if you are, uh, it was the father who was sort of behind all this insanity. Uh, if you are the father who doesn't allow your kids to leave the house for fear of corrupting them, uh, why do you then expose them to uh, thousands of movies 
uh, the, the, they seem to have a great love of Quentin Tarantino, which uh, I appreciated very much, being a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Uh, yeah, uh, recommend that movie. <coughs> gotta move on, gotta take a drink of water. Today's television talk sponsor is the It's Your Party, You Can Fly If You Want To Flight School. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, so I ha- have an entire series, I should perhaps say, so far. I don't know if this is still... Is, is showed you. Okay, I guess it's no longer on the air. Okay, that's too bad. Uh, the show that I'm mumbling about is called The Birthday Boys. The Birthday Boys. Available, I should say, on Netflix as well. Uh, IFC is where it originally aired. Um, and IFC and Netflix seem to have a thing where they love one another and get together in seemingly uh, harmoniousness. So that's good to see. Uh, because things on IFC are often really, really good. Comedy Bang Bang, you know, case in point. So uh, the fact that then the inevitably things there end up on Netflix uh, is a bountiful, beautiful thing for us, the viewer. Uh, this is a sketch comedy show, which I think I've seen... I don't want to say I've seen every sketch comedy show that there is available, but I've seen a shit ton of them. Uh, and always enjoy them very, very much so. Uh, this comes from f- former sketch comedy Mr. Shower, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, he's sort of the man behind this group of dudes, which is, I think, kind of how you would look at it. A group of <coughs> admittedly all white dudes, uh, probably around my age, <coughs> probably similar senses of humors is... Uh, so the fact, I think I kind of look like one of them, in fact, uh, the, the big guy with the beard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, so, uh, the, the fact that this is tickled by Funny Bone is really no surprise, uh, uh it's a sketch comedy show, what more do you need to say, uh, uh, t- sort of really, really, really treading into crazy ground, which, if you were a watcher of Mr. Show, uh, will not be too surprising. Like, this isn't your... I, I guess it's Saturday Night Live. Is that sketch comedy? I, I suppose it kind of is. That's the one that I really don't watch for the reason that it's... Bo- uh, this, this has come up on the podcast fairly often that Saturday Night Live, I find, is perfect to purchase the best of DVDs of, but uh, to actually watch and sit every single Saturday and watch every single episode, you're going to waste your time because the vast majority of it is neither fun nor funny, as far as this man's concerned. Unpopular opinion? Maybe. Uh, does anyone listen to this podcast and is going to complain about that to Lauren Michaels? Probably. Probably. Uh, probably not. Uh, so it was uh, two seasons, ten episodes each. Um, I'm just looking at some of the, uh, the, the guest stars, French Stewart, oh yeah, that one was weird, because he, I don't want to say he played a badass, a little bit, uh, Ben Stiller, I think we had Ben Stiller a 
couple of times. Natasha Leggero, love her. Padgett Brewster, amazing. Uh, Dana Carvey, Fabio. <laughs> yeah, Fabio. Uh, that was weird. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, uh, that sort of reminds me. Garfunkel and Oates also have a, I do believe, IFC show that I want to check out. Uh, if anyone has watched that and it is good, let me know. Oh, Scott Ackerman. Hey, speak of the devil. Host of Comedy Bang Bang, both television and uh, 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 podcast. That guy. Uh, Ratio Sands, Tim and Eric. I don't really remember that one. Uh, you prob- you might know my opinions on Tim and Eric as well, which I won't go into. Uh, Tony Hale, Thomas Lennon, Matt Besser, Corey Feldman, Chris Elliott. The list goes on and on. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to read some of the uh, descriptions of the episodes. Paychecks. Okay, so the first one they get paychecks. Oh, Goofy Roofers. Uh, that was a skit where, you guessed it, it was a bunch of roofers who were pretty goofy. Um, etc. Etc. Rating 5 out of 5, if you couldn't tell already. Today's book banter sponsor is No Hearts Care Bear Bear Traps. Thank you for that. Okay, uh, so if you listen to last episode, uh, you'll know I'm reading an incredibly long book, and my bronchitisness uh, has meant that I've been working from home, so I haven't had that uh, half-hour lunch period to read, so it's going a little slower than normal. So my normal book a week is turning into... Being spread out much more, so we're gonna do one of our patented lazy Sunday. If you're listening to this on a Sunday, just tweet days. Basically, what that is is I will read some of my hashtag just tweets and stuff from my Twitter account for the reason that I write them to be funny. So maybe they are. Then again, maybe they're not. Uh, okay, so we're going to start, uh, looks like, with some At Midnight, which is a television show that plays a game where you will uh, try to f- come up with funny things to match what the hashtag is. For example, hashtag not safe for work shows. I have come up with a Battlestar gag hard on ya. Oh, that's pretty rude. Uh, Freaks and Gimps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space 69. Oh, obvious low-hanging fruit one on there. <clears throat> uh, okay, well, this is an interesting one. No, we'll save that one for last. Okay. Uh, Samurai Jackoff. Ooh, Samurai Jack. That's a show I want to watch again. Uh, and last but not least, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia cream cheese on my taint. Not safe for work shows okay uh, now we're into some uh, just tweets hashtag just tweets or follow me jordan underscore maywood on twitter and you can get all of these as they come out uh another year and i once again find myself ill prepared for some football oh that must have been on super bowl sunday yes okay because i always post these on sunday so that makes sense uh my idea for cold air balloon rides never really seemed to take off Huh? Uh, Cindy Crawford and Orange were my first crushes. 
Orange Crush. Huh? You see, there. explaining the joke makes it funny. Uh, be a cheerleader and not a cheer follower. So that's just good advice. Uh, the heyday of a horse is likely also a heyday. Okay, well, you know what I realize? <laughs> a lot of these, from time to time, you have to read because um, they only make sense if you see the first heyday is spelled H-E-Y and then heyday is spelled H-A-Y. So again, explaining is funny. Uh, from what I gather, a fleek is a monster made entirely of eyebrows. Hmm. Uh, I have an idea where sexy, scantily clad women come and help you run your business. I call it my business model business model. Okay. Uh, the one child policy is little trouble in big China. Okay. If you ever paused your SNES to watch some um, ST colon TOS, you might be a pale neck. Okay, that one's kind of a deep, deep, deep nerd poll, which I like a deep nerd poll. SNES, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, STOS, Star Trek, the original series. Okay, explaining, explaining. Uh, my Fitbit only fits a bit, so I'm only a bit fit. That's what you call a little bit of the old alliteration there, I do believe. Uh, I like relaxing at the cottage where how I like where the watermelons grow. Hashtag down by the bay. Oh boy. Uh, if your son or daughter is an executive, then you are technically an executive producer. Oh, thinky. I get high off pancakes cooked in pots, a.k.a. pot cakes. Uh, the ratio of cuteness between a spider monkey and a monkey spider is enormous. Okay, let's try to end on a good one, if that is in fact possible. Uh, you can neither spell nor make Jordan without DNA. Ah, thank you one again. Uh, tzatziki is a delight for your mouth, both in taste and funness to say. Hmm. Uh, Nazi, created Tesla, job strap, nerve strap. The cosmic loft has exposed beams of light. Okay. A little deep there. Uh, suppressing fire. Uh, okay, let's end with this one because I want to stop. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, no, two more. And let me say this first one. I am not 100% sure if I hadn't heard one like this before. Something similar. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll do two. We'll do two more. Both dirty ones. So that, that's that's a good way to end it. Uh, oh, wait, this one's okay, too. <laughs> okay, three more. Uh, it turns out I am an incurable romantic. Some people call it herpes. Okay, here's one that I'm not sure if I've heard before and maybe I'm remembering rather than writing. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I believe Yakov Smirnoff would say of you, what a cunt. Uh, and last, but maybe least, oh boy, uh, I have a giant sword with a pen taped to it, so fuck you. Fuck you.
game, Gabin. Okay, uh, game, Gabin. We have a sponsor, of course, called uh, the Exploding Head X-Ray Clinic. The Exploding Head X-Ray Clinic. Lovely of you to sponsor this game, Gabin, in which we're talking a game called Sniper Elite Three. Not one, not two, not four, but three. Yes, the trilogy of the Sniper Elite series has been made there with this game. Uh, okay, so uh, if you're unfamiliar with this series, basically you play, you guessed it, a sniper. Are you just some sort of, let's say, lackadaisical, because that's in the name of this podcast, relaxed, uh, occasionally... Uh, show up to work sniper or are you an elite sniper well uh, you, you actually kind of work up the ranks a bit <clears throat> but uh, let's just say you're oh boy we'll have to cut that cough out and if you didn't hear it mission successful uh, yeah so you play a sniper kind of sort of kind of sort of how the gameplay works is you'll show up in an area a map if you will uh, you'll find a spot, then you'll uh, shoot some guys from that spot. Now, um, they have an interesting mechanic. Uh, if you were a real sniper, I suppose this would make sense, but I question the validity of it. Uh, and that is, especially when it comes to the number, uh, if you shoot from a spot, you're okay. Uh, if you shoot and kill someone from that spot. You're okay. If you shoot again, uh, the possibility exists that uh, the other people on the map, the quote-unquote bad guys, uh, will then know your sort of general area and will, through searching, be able to pinpoint where you are. If you shoot a third time, they're like, oh, he's over there, let's go get him. And then we'll do things to try to surround you and outsmart you and things like that. So <clears throat> you've got to basically find a spot that's good to shoot from and not use it too much, which is kind of a shame. I, I feel like if you're a sniper, you know, you go up into the bell tower and you shoot people until they're all dead. Uh, that may potentially be boring as a video game because you're not really doing much other than just sitting there moving a cursor around a screen for all intents and purposes. So uh, I, I guess the addition of this uh, gameplay element makes it a little more frenetic because uh, you've got to move from A to B to C to D to E, to e etc. Like, you got to move around a fair, lot, a fair amount. So say you're killing 30 guys, you know, you're moving 10 times. Uh, you, you can't push it a bit, which uh, I would often do. Uh, the thing about pushing it is you don't want to push it actually when you're in, like, a bell tower. Uh, you want to push it when you're, say, on the ground and have easy access to places to run. Uh, so, hey, look at that little tip. Don't usually give video game tips, but that is one. We'll call it, uh, we'll call this segment uh, Just the Tip. <clears throat> and then we'll make that sound. Uh, okay, so something that this game is pretty famous for is that uh, and it's an incredible thing to watch. And the first couple of times, uh, speaking of that jaw dropping of earlier, my jaw would drop. Uh, you'll shoot your sniper rifle at, at a guy, so you'll have him in, in your crosshairs, and you'll you'll you you don't have to, but you always try to get his head in the crosshairs because that's more you know uh, fulfilling. 
uh, you'll pull the trigger and then you'll see the bullet shoot out towards the guy and everything will sort of slow down. Mm, get the slow jam music going, which they should have happen. Yeah, they should pump in some slow jam music when you fire your gun. Anyways, just throwing that out there. It would be a good mod. Uh, so the bullet's heading towards your target. Uh, then uh, you get a close-up of your target. Things slow down even further, and the bullet will... Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll explain how I I'm, I think it happens. I, I might get this... I might get this slightly bass-ackwards. Uh, the bullet will pierce your target, and then it'll sort of almost freeze for a second where it goes into, like, x-ray vision. So you can see... The bullet literally going through the skull, um, like as if you're looking at it like Superman, or using your X-ray vision. You can see like chunks of bone flying off, uh, the gooiness of the brain shooting out the back of the head as the bullet flies out. Like it is fucking gruesome. Uh, It's like um, what is that? Uh, Oh shit! Come here. Uh, Mortal Kombat was <laughs> pretty bad impression, I'm sure. Uh, Mortal Kombat esque in its finishing moves, uh, and this is basically for almost every shot you make. Like, you, if you're getting sick of it, you can turn off. The, keep in mind, I'm just saying head, but you can shoot through lungs, heart, testicles. Yes, uh, and you get different points depending on which part of the body you shoot. And there's different reactions from the guys you shoot. It is it is brutal and fucked up and pretty goddamn fun, to be honest with you. Uh, I will say, just uh, to let you know that I haven't, I haven't beat the game yet. Uh, it's just I wanted to record this podcast. So, you know, I, I'm into it enough where I feel I could see what's going to happen for the most part. Um, and how the gameplay is progressing. And that I'm having fun. Rating-wise... We'll go uh, four to five. Yeah, solid four to five. Uh, I suppose if the game was... <clears throat> like, if I had to guess, I'm maybe near halfway done the game. Um, and I'm happy with that if it's another... However long I've played, if I double that. So, so, so good. So good. me i uh, drove uh, the missus back from the dentist uh hoping for a david from the dentist like scenario but uh, it didn't happen so <sighs> maybe we'll we'll slipper her something one time and really get that experience anyways today's internet intercore sponsor is captain kirk's school of alien self-defense featuring the latest in two-fisted back chop technology <sighs> tried to say that all in one breath and almost didn't make it. Thank you, bronchitis. Uh, okay, so uh, item the first. Uh, in fact, just about yeah, most the, the, these two podcasts are from today. <laughs> I listened to them while I was working from home today. So there you go, behind the scenes action. Uh, podcast the first, never not funny with host Jimmy Pardo. 
and guest, Richard Kind. Yes. Uh, this is the sort of thing where it's so obvious that it's going to be friggin' awesome that uh, I thought, you know what, before I even listen to this, I'm going to write it in my podcast description saying that I will talk about it. That's how confident I was that the, this episode would be, would be good. Jimmy Pardo can be good with a baked potato, uh, interviewing a baked potato. Richard Kind is just sort of a comedic powerhouse. Uh, funny in anything he touches. Uh, I, he could walk down the street and I'd probably get a chuckle. So uh, to see these two sort of similar age, similar comedic sensibilities, I do believe on a fair amount of levels, uh, sitting down and shooting the shit for, you know, an hour and a half, whatever it is, a uh, little slice of podcast you have in. Uh, one of the it's the sort of thing that makes me think you know what this is why podcasts are great this is why I do it although I don't interview people like Richard Kind or anyone for that matter so is this uh, because I don't interview anyone half as good no it's much much worse than that much worse <clears throat> one, uh, you know what, kind of a little interesting tidbit from this. <laughs> Richard Kine actually called, uh, there's a guy named Garen Cockrell on the show. He's he's sort of a behind the mic, uh, running the cameras, I do believe, is his, his sort of main main job. Uh, and uh, Richard Kine accidentally called him Gannon. If you are unfamiliar with Gannon, he is the sort of main bad guy from the... Uh, Zelda series, which uh, got a good chuckle out. None of the guys seem to notice. I think maybe they're a little older. Uh, definitely Jimmy and Richo, uh, Richard Kind would have no idea probably who Ganon is. Anyway, so what I did is took a picture of Ganon, took a picture of uh, Garen, uh, put Garen's head on Ganon, and then sent it into the podcast and the guys, and uh, Garen Cockrell uh, gave it a retweet, and a bunch of people liked it, so hey, that's the internet intercourse at work, is what that is. Uh, okay, so uh, let's move on from that slice of podcasty goodness to yet another two in one day. I, I really, this is probably one of the best uh, days I can think of where I've had so many hits in a great to listen to podcast. Uh, this one is the Adam Crow Show, which uh, again, always good. Super, super funny dude, whose interview style, although maybe not as in-depth as some, uh, can pull some cool things out, and definitely did in this episode, uh, with Mr. William Shatner, who, as you can imagine, uh, I'm a bit of a fan of. <laughs> Jeez, God. God. In fact, met Mr. William Shatner. Ooh, give myself a little plug here. Uh, if you Google nerd, Kane adventures what's the word nerd followed by the word cane as in what uh candy things candy canes or what you would use to walk with like dr gregory house uh and then adventures as in you know an adventure google those three words and you will see pictures of people uh up to and including mr william shatner patrick stewart uh who else can i see from here tara strong ted ramey uh, Matt Smith, Robert England, Elijah Wood, just uh, Danny Trejo. That's just the, to name the ones that I could see from where I'm sitting. Uh, people such as that autographing a cane for some reason. Uh, then said cane being held by cosplayers. 
in a multitude, thousands of, by now, I do believe, pictures. Uh, and all, you know, done by me, behind the camera, because that's just where I belong. A face for podcasting, you might say, which is an old radio joke that I've converted to work to these times. Uh, yeah, uh, Adam Carolla and William Shatner, it's an interesting duo to hear talk to one another, and seemingly got along well, and I think uh, William Shatner sort of put it out there that uh, if he has things in the future, he'd like to get Adam involved with them. So uh, I like, the, I really like the idea of Adam Carolla and William Shatner working together, despite the fact that uh, Adam Carolla's uh, perhaps hatred is a strong word, but uh, dislike is not strong enough a word, I don't think, of uh, Star Trek. Uh, you know, it, it's public knowledge. <coughs> public knowledge. Uh, so the interview sort of revolved around uh, William Shatner's new book that just came out uh, all about uh, the life of Leonard Nimoy and sort of their interactions with one another and, and, and sort of had a biography feel about it, which uh, I would definitely be interested to get my hands on. Uh, that's where it started, but it flowed into some really incredible things involving uh, serious topics, which is not exactly par for the course when it comes to some of the uh, some of the interviews you hear on the Adam Kroll show. When you go to Take a Knee, uh, which is another one of his podcasts, you might hear a little more seriousness, where this is a little more jokey. But this one got serious. Talk about his dead wife and alcoholism, and, and really got really got down to the nitty gritty in a very impressive way. So good. Uh, okay, so uh, next we have another uh, little uh, little guy, <laughs> a man, a man-child, by the name of Spool, S-P-O-O-L-E. Uh, you know, what the, what the hell was his first name? <coughs> I can't remember, or maybe they never said it. Anyways, <coughs> excuse me, I can take a drink <coughs> to Spool. Uh, there you go. Cheers. Uh, uh, quite often have brought back uh, things from the group Funhouse, F-U-N-H-A-U-S, which is a YouTube channel. Uh, the guys over there talk video games, uh, do things around the world of video games, uh, play video games while talking. Now, uh, those are things I like, but uh, the reason that I love these guys in particular, yeah, I'm throwing the L word out there, uh, is that they do it in such a comedic nature that uh, you can, I assume, although this would be an interesting experiment, maybe involving the missus, uh, you can watch this having no real knowledge of video games and get laughs in your belly because they're just funny dudes, again, of close to my same age, maybe a little younger, similar to the birthday boys, uh, yeah, probably younger, like, I, I think, I, I definitely know one of them said he was 30 the other day, so, and keep in mind, I'm very immature, so maybe that's it as well, anyways, uh, one of them, uh, Sean Spool, ah, look, I just remember his name, uh, is leaving the group, uh, returning home to, uh, I think it was the Mideast, somewhere in the U.S., uh, so I just wanted to say, uh, you know, you will be missed. You're uh, seemingly you're always a good dude. 
Uh, I liked... <laughs> they always sort of picked on them, so I wonder who they're going to pick on now. You do need, in, in a group of guys, someone to kind of pick on, so... We'll have to, well, I guess I have to find someone new. You always felt a little sorry for him, but not, not in a, like, oh, this poor guy, well, kind of a little bit. Uh, not, not in a sad, yeah, not in a sad way you felt a little sorry for him, but just in a kind of, uh, he's, he's a, seems like a nice guy, stop picking on him, uh, way, even though it was all done and fun, obviously. Uh, so he's leaving, so that's pretty sad, so I bring it up, and talked about it. That is what happened uh okay so i'm gonna push this button that'll end us uh this one's sort of going out to sean school as we end every podcast and seemingly he is i will say that it is nice to be nice to the nice done and done and i mean done done and done (laughs) i like ron this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper